0: From the Rose Garden is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last minute tickets. Did you know Portland Trailblazers tickets prices tend to drop right before the game starts? GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the Game Time app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get in the game. The app is simple, quick and easy to navigate with two tap checkout and in-app panoramic seat views for every section so you always know what you're getting for your money so head to the app store or play store now to download game time and score awesome deals on last minute
1: tickets i'm damian lillard and you're listening to from the rose garden on the athletic podcast network Hello everybody and welcome to the Rainbow Skyline podcast and the From the Rose Garden Podcast. The From the Road Rose Garden Podcast. That's right. We're two are one night into the season. We're already doing crossover episodes. Yes, here. yes. Yeah, so this'll this will show up on both uh both Jason's feed with uh, From the Rose Garden uh, for, uh, the podcast on the Trailblazers and Rainbow Skyline, the podcast on the Nuggets, because the two teams and a continuation of you know this kind of great ongoing series they have, Jason had another fun one tonight. It was. Denver won 108-100, but God, what a
0: well-played game. Great game, I thought. Uh, It was a one-point game with five minutes left, and Denver was just better down the stretch. Uh, Portland had a lot of turnovers, but Jokic with two big threes down the stretch kind of – Really kind of encapsulated the night.
1: Denver had 18 threes, which Portland was talking a lot about after the game. Yeah, yeah and Denver shot 35 percent from three last year. They're 17th in the league, and that was sort of a big emphasis for them coming into the season. I'm curious because we've both seen our teams that we're close to for all of training camp, preseason. So I, I want to ask you just sort of about your just sort of your first impressions of this Denver team. It's this iteration that started this year. Kind of what your first impressions. Of them were, and then I, you know, I kind of want to say the same on the Blazers. Wow, <laughs> on Nuggets, I mean, I, I thought they looked really, really good.
0: I think Jeremy Grant really gave them another dimension, and I don't know if I've seen Denver shoot the three like that. The big thing too is Jokic only played what four minutes in the first yeah. half, three minutes, five seconds, yeah, <laughs> and still they had a halftime lead, right? And that says a lot that your superstar MVP candidate. Can be out yet they're they're so deep. I think that's one thing that really stands out is is how deep they are and how they're able to withstand
1: things like you being in foul trouble. So I was really really impressed with Denver. Yeah, there, there's not. I mean, to have you you kind of plan a whole season, and then all of a sudden, less than four minutes in the game, it's like right. you're going to your plan B, and you know that's Denver's kind of thing that they're trying to say is like our plan B is pretty good. You know, we have a lot of a lot of. Um, you know, talented guys that can come in and it's, you know, you're not really missing a whole lot. You know, the the thing with Portland, obviously, that stood out um, was Hassan Whiteside. I yes. mean, for his first game in a Portland uniform, I, I thought he was fantastic. He was a big reason why Nikola Jokic got three early fouls because he was bullying him in, in the post, had his way, got an offensive rebound early, got a dunk off of it, um, was doing it on the defensive glass, ends up with 16 points, 19 rebounds. And, you know, I, I thought was just was just dominant. I, I know you and, you and Dave DeFore on an earlier episode kind of talked about how he was a little bit of an inflection point in terms of what you're going to get from him. If he plays like that, this team is going to be fine until Nurkic gets back. That's what I'm writing on tonight, and that's what Damian Lillard and I
0: sat at his locker and talked extensively about. Yeah, Portland missed a ton of shots. Their bench was really shaky. They had some turnovers and missed free throws down the stretch. All that's going to fluctuate or certainly get better throughout the season. But the one thing that is sticking with this team from tonight is the way Hassan Whiteside played. He was able to play Jokic one-on-one. And all the Portland fans know that in that seven-game playoff series, it was a headache trying to guard him. They were throwing different combinations, double-teaming, using different players. They had no answer for him. Now they feel like they have an answer for guys like him and be yeah. Drummond, and that is a huge thing. And Carl
1: Anthony Towns, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, all those big guys. I mean, Stotts came in and said, Hassan, you're taking him one-on-one. And the thing that Lillard like is during preseason, Hassan was kind of, he was injured and he wasn't really taking it seriously. They never really saw him mm-hmm. exert himself in the preseason. So there was kind of a little bit of, not doubt, but just like... We need captain. to see it. We haven't seen it. Yeah, him. we need and to see it. And they saw it, and they saw it immediately, that he was engaged and into it, and they're feeling really good about what they saw from the on the white side.
1: And I think the only thing that you sort of missed from him is something that I think will be able to improve just by the repetition he gets with Lillard and McCollum, is that he would sort of catch the ball on that roll like five feet from the basket and it was sort of in that in between land. Yeah, a little hesitating. And, yeah, yeah, and I think that's that's the only that's like literally the only thing you could point to tonight and said if he get that better, that's the next step. And and you've, you know, talked extensively about how Damian Lillard kind of wraps these guys under his arm. Once he those two kind of communicate on that level of like, Hey, I'm getting it here, go to this right away or go to this. Once he can get that figured out, he's, I think that's gonna be, you know, a real a real dangerous thing, especially yeah. with Nurkic coming back. Another thing too that's uh Whiteside
0: was clearly gassed tonight and they, they kind of had to play him in short spurts. He only played 26 minutes. And he said, you know, just because of he tweaked his his ankle twice in the preseason. So he didn't have quite the great uh, stamina. He's been trying to get on the treadmill and get that up. So I think late when Jokic hit those two big threes, he was a little slow in getting out and closing out on him. And I think it was because he was gassed a little bit. So that's another kind of aspect, but, Denver has to be ecstatic with yeah. what they saw from Jokic in the second half, particularly the fourth quarter. What do you have in the
1: fourth? He had 16, 16 points, yeah. eight rebounds in the fourth quarter. And, you know, that that's sort of the, the, the thing that they liked was he went out again before four minutes. They were down either when he went out or right after he went out, they got down by 12. And then, as you mentioned, they were up 54-50 to 50 at halftime. You know, they have a guy like Mason Plumlee. You know, he started here when the Blazers went to the playoffs. He started for the Nets when they were in the playoffs. So, Here's a guy that's your backup center. And though he didn't play well in the playoff series, have full trust that he can come in, and he had five assists and zero turnovers, did some Jokic-type things. Um, And and that's just where their depth comes in. I think it was a wild stat that, you know, in the first half, Denver had nine players who scored at least four points, but none that scored more than eight. Right. You know, so that just, I think, showcases the way that they are able to interchange and, and have that depth to where every guy you're putting on the court can be a threat. And this is a night in which, Michael Porter Jr., the Ballyhood rookie, didn't even get in the game. So, you know, that's, that's what they're banking on. And then I thought Will Barton tonight was was really good, another guy who played here in Portland. You know, he it, it was wild. Tonight he had 19 points, five rebounds, two assists. That was the exact same stat line he had when he opened last season, when he had been given the starting role. And then two games in the last season, he suffered an abdominal wall tear that completely wrecked his whole season. So if he's healthy, that's just another element for them.
0: Yeah, I look at these at your guys' bench. I mean, Monte Morris, Torrey Craig, Malik Beasley, Jeremy Grant. I remember specific times in the game where he's like, oh, man, that's a dagger shot. Or, man, it's a yeah. great shot. And you look at their stat line, it doesn't look all that sexy, but, man, they're impactful. The The way – uh I found Malone really had a nice flow to – to his uh, rotation yeah.
1: tonight. This is going
0: to be a really good team. Yeah, and
1: I thought like you like Stotts played ten guys right in the in the first half, yeah. and then uh, it was nine in the second, or kind of like that. Yeah, I think I, he, Simon's played a little less. Okay, what did you think of him? I, I thought he didn't make shots, but yeah. I, you know that that was sort of the he, he had some open looks he missed.
0: Yeah, and you know Lillard was talking about he felt like he hesitated a little mm-hmm. bit. That Simon's hesitated a little bit. Um, you know, nobody on the bench really played well outside of Kent Bazemore. Kent Bazemore probably had the best one for seven yeah, night of any Really game. good defensively.
1: He set that tone early, yep. a couple steals.
0: He had five steals for the game. I think he drew a couple charges, uh, got his hands on a lot of things. And anytime Portland kind of got the pace going and were kind of getting the crowd behind him, it was usually something that Bazemore did. So. Uh, that's another encouraging thing that uh, I think Portland will walk away from this game going, all right, he's going to really affect some games with just his activity on the defensive end. And they know that his shot's going to,
1: going to be there uh, around, you know, throughout the season, but, Typically when you have when when CJ McCollum has a night like this where he's yeah. not quite hitting, is what sort of I mean he's he's a guy we, we saw in the playoffs last year. He won game seven. Won game me. seven, obviously. Yeah. That means so that that's kind of the ultimate trump card of not really needing to worry when he kinda of comes out and has a night like this. Yeah, you know, CJ's he has nights like this. Mm-hmm. And
0: uh for probably the first half of last season, it was a little bit of a concern, at least in the fan base. It wasn't internally and you know, there were starting to be questions asked. I I asked a bunch, you know, are we worried about CJ? What's going on with CJ? It's just one of those, you know, shooters go through slumps. They have these ups and downs, but I don't think anyone is worried about CJ. I think
1: he's he's earned answered answered that benefit or you like you said earned that benefit of the
0: doubt for Yeah. Sure. His game seven is gonna has given him That's funny how it gender some goodwill. It's <laughs> <has> given him <laughs> currency in this town for yeah.
1: For years, well, I talked to uh, Tory Craig at um, at Media Day, and yeah. he was the guy that was on McCollum for that last shot when yeah, yeah Blazers were up two, and, and so that was Nuggets' last chance to to stop him. And and I said, you know, how often do you think of that play? It's just like he's like, I didn't leave my house for two days, two, yeah, several days. I heard like that, just yeah. ordered food. Like I didn't, I didn't leave. I mean, he was, you know, I think a lot of people last year thought, and that's kind of another interesting subplot is that like. I think people thought that the Nuggets were just kind of, like, glad to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But they felt like, because it was that close, like, they saw Portland and what, going to the Western Conference Finals, like, that's just such a big plateau. And they felt like we should have been there. We were a couple possessions away from being there, too. So, like, they don't view it as, like, it was a, I mean, they they appreciated the year they had because it was an important step they had to take. But I, I think that's been more of a motivating factor than I think people think for them.
0: Yeah, you know, making it to the Western Conference Finals, it's a validation of everything that you yeah. do. Your culture, your work ethic, your playbook, it's everything. The for it. Yeah. It, it's Yeah, it's got to be agonizing for them to know that they were that close and that they had a 17-point lead right. in that Game 7. So, uh, I don't know. It, it wouldn't surprise me if these two teams are, are there. You know, I know a lot of people aren't high on Portland, that they kind of have them low, but I think this team has, has a lot of pieces. And if – the Sun, Whiteside plays like that. This team is going to be. That, I mean, that's
1: such a huge, huge part of it. I mean, like we know what he was, and yep. and you, you know, you. I, I heard your your podcast the other day where you're talking about like a lot of times guys need to change the scenery, and yep. it's been proven here that they come here, yep. And you know, Nurkic is is one example who yep. just you know he was never going to play over Nikola Jokic, and that's that's the route that Denver decided to take. It wasn't because he wasn't good, yeah. You know and and sometimes i think guys just need that you know need that change and you know when you have a leader like Damian Lillard who's going to be able to come and you know lift guys up then i, I think that that was impressive i mean he was just he was just everywhere tonight and that that's going to be a real big thing i'm cur- i wrote about this a little bit today and players always try to kind of ward this off even even the the clippers and lakers were trying to say like this is not a thing when it was so clearly was a thing right yeah. but like do you i don't like I get the sense that this is growing a little bit. Like, I, I don't, I won't, I don't want to say like bitter, like like they they don't hate each other. That would be, I think, strong. But I, there's I, something there. I feel like.
0: Do you? I don't. No, I don't because there's so many new Blazers. Okay. You know, because so many of the guys, like, anytime there was chafe last year, you know, like Seth Curry, he's gone. Evan Turner, the flip off thing with Michael with Michael uh, Horton, Porter Jr. Jr. Yeah. Evan Turner. has gone. to Porter Jr.'s contribution
1: to the right. series last
0: a lot of that, uh, the key players in that uh, angst last year have departed, and uh, you know, Lillard was asked about that tonight if he felt like there was a rivalry between mm-hmm. these guys, and he's like, "No, not at all." He said, "Him and Will Barton were chatting it up on the on the court, yeah. and that guys were shaking hands after, so he didn't feel like it." I think there's deep respect. Yeah, you know,
1: definitely. Do you think you can have both? Like, do you, think you can deeply respect somebody and, oh like, yeah, because I mean, I, like to me, it's not, you know, this isn't like old school, like Bears Packers or anything like yeah. that. But I just, I think if it's almost like a, I, I don't know, like it's a fun thing that, that these two teams play these tight games all yeah. the time, and and they're just, I don't know. I think they need one more playoff series. I, I, yeah, you yeah. know, to really cause call it a rivalry. Uh, because That's what Lillard said. He said, Hey,
0: we've, we've had one playoff yeah. series. You know, it was a good playoff series, but
1: that's it. Well, Malone said he because he was in. I didn't realize, like, this is with the Knicks oh, I think in Miami. I knew yeah. This four times in a row they played, and all those series, like, of course, that's going to be. Yeah, that's why there's like literal fights. You know, right. you play four series in a row, they all go the maximum games, right? You know, you're so I, I do see that. I, I think I think people in Denver just get so excited to have something to latch on to. Right. You know, and they, like a lot of probably Western Conference teams, you know, you try to say that the Lakers are kind of that team for you, right? But they, you know, for so many years are above where you're at. Yeah. But if anything, it might not be around, but it's just fun. It's fun when these two teams play because it's almost always entertaining.
0: And they're both good.
1: And they're both good. And I think they
0: proved that tonight. And I think uh, that's the thing. I think – the fan bases of both teams should take away from this game. This is a well played game. Yeah. This is I mean, it was really tight. A little bit of, you know, momentum swings both ways, but I think you can see that both
1: these teams are going to be right there in the Western Conference. So set it up just as as we end this, kind of like the next um, you know, the upcoming stretch, the next few games for Portland. What do you what, what what is their road ahead for the next week or so look like and, and what are you kind of looking for as those games go on?
0: Well, thirteen
1: of the Blazers next seventeen games are on the road. That's quite the start. Yeah. So they go
0: on a four game trip uh, starting on Friday in Sacramento. It's, it's like Sacramento, Dallas, San Antonio, and OKC. And I think, you know, the, the big thing they're going to be looking for is more production from the bench. You know, uh, Simons is supposed to be this big yep, up and coming guy. Uh, they need base more to hit shots. Mario Hizonia, he needs to be present. And right. I, I thought he was kind of a, a no show tonight. I, I thought the Blazers did get a nice little contribution from Scalabiciere.
1: Yeah, he, um, he came in. They really have a lot of length when you They have, really do. When you have Whiteside, Zach Collins, and Scalabiciere, yeah. like that's a that's a long team. And yeah, you're right. He came in and and yeah. did some nice things. And had a tip tip dunk and yeah. ran the floor well. Yeah. Um, You know they 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 have a lot of length in the front court. So that's going to be the big thing. Is like they they're, they're going to need to win on the road
0: quickly. But you know one side note to that is that. With so many new guys, I, I think they have eight new faces. Being on the road is a good thing, because yeah. you have to, you're forced to eat dinners together. You're on the plane and buses together, so I think this will be a good time
1: for the Blazers. Because D- said in your together. podcast that like they were kind of just starting to get to that at the end of the preseason, right? Yeah, yeah. on their group chat, they were right <laughs> starting to give each other the business a little bit, right? So. Yeah, yeah. De- Denver, Denver has a uh, you know several home games. They, they play well. They have they play Phoenix on Friday. Then they'll go to Sacramento, and then they host Dallas before a two-game road trip at New Orleans and at Orlando. So they have a chance to get off to a pretty good yes, start here, yeah. um, which is what they did last year. They, they started 9-1 and one and kind of just never let go of the rope. And, um, you know, I think that's kind of really a focus that they have this year because getting home court advantage is, is, is such a big deal for them. You know, and I, I think the three-point stuff is interesting because they talked about it a lot and and Jokic is is kind of the real point in that he shot forty percent from three two years ago, or just about forty percent last year. That dropped down to about thirty one, so it was a pretty mm-hmm. steep decline. You know, he comes out and hits three three pointers in the fourth quarter tonight. If yeah. if he's if he's a threat there, which he he freely admits, like when I don't think about it and I just shoot like carefree, it's like sometimes I hesitate. If I just let it let it fly, I'm usually pretty good. And um, I think when he first got back in the third quarter, there was kind of some of that pump fake and, and all that kind of stuff and finally just let it fly in the fourth so if he can become that guy that's confident in shooting the three-pointer it just adds up so many more elements to what they can do but uh, yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun fun ride when these two teams uh, meet again no doubt yeah when is the
0: next time they play
1: i don't know i know they come back here in april i you know I, <laughs> they play two more times in between then right. so <laughs> <laughs> we'll see maybe again in the playoffs, but. Um, um, yeah, so I think that'll do it from us tonight here at the Moda center. Again, if you guys want to subscribe to this podcast, this is one episode a week for both podcasts from the Rose garden, rainbow skyline, depending on whatever your flavor is. Uh, one of those a week is on Apple Spotify. Uh, the other one is on only, you can only get on the athletic app and right now our subscribers can get 40% off by going to the athletic.com slash rainbow skyline. If you're looking for nuggets content or the athletic.com slash from the Rose garden if you're looking for trailblazers content, um, that includes the podcast and Jason's wonderful writing, and me trying to cobble some words together from time to time as well. <laughs> so, any uh, any last thoughts as we uh, sign off tonight? No last thoughts. Yep, there's too many more games to have last thoughts. That's right, <laughs> I still got to write. You're yeah, already done writing, yeah, you know. It's, I, well, early flight, though. So. <laughs> All right. Well, well, we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening.